If you will, turn with me, scroll with me in your life's owner's manual, your basic instructions before leaving the earth. That would be the holy word of God. Turn with me to the book of Romans. This morning, we, you heard for your hearing in the New Testament uh, scriptural lesson, Romans, the 13th chapter, and I believe we read verses 8 through 14. Let us go back. Romans, the 13th chapter, beginning with the 8th verse. Actually, you heard for your hearing this morning, verses 8 through 14. We are going to look at Thank you, Lord. All right, we're going to look at verse 8, start with verse 8. Oh, no one anything, excuse me, this is recorded in the New King James Version, so your version may read slightly different. Verse 8 reads, oh, oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you should not steal, you should not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You should love your neighbor as yourself. This morning, Let's look more closely at verses nine B and ten. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. You may be seated. Gracious Lord and Holy Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this learning, this teaching moment. Clear all of our hearts and our minds and our souls, Lord Heavenly Father God, that we will be open to receiving the message that you would have for us to receive this morning, consecrate me now to thy service, Lord. By the power of grace divine, let my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. 
Amen and amen. Beloved, I need not tell you this, but we are living in some perilous times. We are living in some perilous times. An unprecedented number of killings, not only in Philadelphia, but, but in every major city across this nation. Police killing civilians, namely people who look like me, Friends killing friends, employers and killing employees, employees killing employers, and the list goes on. Strife and jealousy in our families, as many of us may have found out this week, as many of us find out at this time of year, Strife and power struggles going on in our churches and in our governments. Judgment going on in the house of the Lord, thus turning away souls from God through Jesus. All because someone doesn't present like you. Doesn't worship like you. Doesn't talk like you, didn't grow up in the church like you, doesn't have a comfortable home like you, thus creating church hurt, thus turning away, turning away a soul from Christ. Our text this morning, beloved, tells us you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you will, my brothers and my sisters, if you will, meditate with me this morning upon the theme, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. <coughs> But keep my commandments. But before, before we get to, before we get to that, before we get to that, I need to, I need to, I need to provide you uh, uh, the background. You all know that I'm big on history because history provides context and context provides understanding. And understanding is consistent with our church's theme this year, actually for the last several years. And all of your getting get understanding, get knowledge, get understanding. The book of Romans was written by Paul while he was in Corinth. 
For years, Paul wanted to evangelize to the Romans as, as, as at this point, he, he, Paul, had not visited the church in Rome. Many have taught that the church at Rome was led by Peter. However, there is no real evidence, there is no real evidence that Peter led the church at Rome. Rome, at this time, is what you would consider religiously diverse. Religiously diverse, just as we are today. Rome was the center of the Roman Empire. Rome had a population of approximately one million people, all confined in a space, all confined in an area less than 10 square miles. Rome consisted of, of somewhere between 40,000 and 50,000 Jews, dating back to the second century before, second century BC. Rome was predominantly populated by Gentiles. Rome was predominantly populated by Gentiles, but consisted of the Gentiles, the Jews, and these new Christians. And these new Christians. When, 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 when Paul writes this letter to the church at Rome, Rome was still basically a polytheistic society. It means that, that, that Rome still believed and worshipped more than one God, little g. The Gentiles were getting pretty tired of polytheism, and they were, they were beginning to believe that polytheism was fake. The Jews, the Jews, the Jews that were in Rome were Jews that had been dispersed, so there would have been many synagogues in Rome. You see, the Romans were, were beginning to believe that polytheism, the belief, the worship of one God, was fake. As a result, as a result of these Romans beginning to believe that polytheism was fake, they were open to this new monotheistic, which is meaning one God. They were open to this new monotheistic faith called Christianity, and they were open to the worshiping of one God and one God alone. Remember now... Remember that by now, beloved, 
that at this point in the record that Jesus had already been baptized by John the Baptist. He had already began his teaching and healing ministry. He had already been mocked and scorned. He had already been ridiculed. He had already been tried and convicted in a sham court. He had already died on the cross. He had already been raised from the dead. He had already ascended into heaven and sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Father Almighty. He was already sitting at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And although, although, although Paul is not writing this letter to the church at Rome to address some, some, some issue that had arisen or that needed to be addressed in the church as he had in Corinth, he was writing this letter laying out the big picture, so to speak. He was writing this letter laying out the big picture of the doctrine of theology. He wrote that, 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 that they, the Romans, he wrote that they would know the, so he wrote that they would know the gospel of Christ. He wanted them to know the gospel of Jesus the Christ. He also, he also, he also wanted to inform the church regarding his future plans because those plans which he had would involve them. At the time of this writing, at the time of the writing of this epistle, Paul was about to take the offering that he had collected from the various churches to the poverty-stricken churches in Jerusalem. So in Paul's journey up and down Asia and through Greece and in Corinth and Ephesus, he had collected an offering. The offering was those things that was, was, were money that the churches had collected and given to him. And he was going to take that offering to the poverty-stricken churches in Jerusalem. After that, he intended on going to visit the Roman church. He intended to go for a visit to the Roman church for a time to preach gospel, to preach the gospel to them, to the Jews, to the new Jewish Christian converts, to the Gentiles, more importantly. His subsequent plans were then to go westward after preaching to teaching to the church at Rome. His subsequent plans were then to go westward to preach the gospel in Spain. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love, 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 love does no harm to a neighbor. Love, therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love is the fulfillment of the law. 
I can imagine what was going on in Rome, considering who the Romans were, considering how large the city was. One million people crammed into, crammed into 10 square miles. They were practically living, working, worshiping on top of each other. What happens, my brothers and my sisters, when you cram people into a small, confined area? into a small, confined space. Crime happens. Murder happens. Robberies happen. Affairs happen. Lying on each other happens. Whoremongering happens. Infidelity happens. Laws against people and laws against society are broken. Where are we today as a society, beloved? Where are we here in Philadelphia today as a society? Crime is happening. Murders are happening. Robberies are happening. Stealing is happening. Lying on each other is happening. Judging each other is happening. Infidelity is happening. Whoremongering is happening. Wickedness is being glorified in our homes. Wickedness is being glorified on our televisions. Wickedness is being glorified in today's popular music. Victor, oh, hallelujah. Wickedness is being glorified in video games. Wickedness is being just downright glorified. It's all right to be profane today. It's all right to be profane in speaking with your parents. It's all right to be profane in speaking with someone in authority. It's all right to be profane dealing with your teachers. It's all right to be profane dealing with your friends. It's all right to be profane. Wickedness is being glorified. All a direct result of coveting our neighbor's stuff. All a direct result of desiring, wishing, wanting, craving what someone else has. Keep my commandments. Love thy neighbor as thyself. When I was a kid growing up here in Philadelphia, here in this city, I remember I had an aunt who was now deceased who lived in a pretty decent section, a pretty nice section of the city. She had a nice home. She always kept her home up pretty well. I remember her one summer, one spring, one summer, telling my mother every time she changed something in her house, like her curtains or her drapes, her neighbor would go and get the same things and change her house Two. My mother and her sister would laugh and laugh, and I remember my aunts telling my mother she would purposely go and change things in her house just to see what her neighbor would do. She, the neighbor, was, as they would say, trying to keep up with the Joneses, or in this case, trying to keep up with the Lees. 
She, the neighbor, was coveting my aunt's and my aunt's stuff. Keep my commandments. Beloved, I can imagine, I can imagine, I can imagine in Rome, that, that in Rome, being the center of the Roman Empire, I can imagine that Rome, being the most populous city in Rome, that they too dealt with what we deal with today. Now, granted, I uh, grant you that, that, that Philadelphia today contains 1.576 million people across 141.7 square miles. That's still a lot of people to be crammed into a small space comparatively. 1.5, 1.6 million people across 142 square miles. Paul, Paul, Paul here lays the doctrinal foundation writing to the church at Rome for that for the commandments you shall love thy neighbor as thyself. Paul is laying the, 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 the doctrinal foundation writing to the church at Rome you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. And if there's any other commandments, you are all, they are all summed up in the saying, namely, love, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. How many of us, how many of us this morning, how many of us can say we love ourselves? If we love ourselves, how do we treat ourselves? We take ourselves out to dinners, out to lunch, out to brunch, some of us. We make sure we are fed and we make sure we are fed well. We make sure we are clothed with Nike, Balenciaga, Vera Wang, Nine West, Jones of New York, Gucci, Michael Kors, Jimmy Choo, Yves Saint Laurent. We are clothed to the hilt. We make sure we are cared for. We make sure we care for ourselves. We make sure we care for our bodies. We make sure we care for our homes. And for some of us, we make sure we care for our loved ones. Again, I say for some of us, we make sure that we care for our loved ones. But, my brothers and my sisters, how are we loving our neighbor? How are we loving our neighbor? How many of us walk by the homeless? Keep my commandments. How many of us drive by that man or that woman standing in the intersection? Keep my commandments. How many of us are holding anger towards a parent, towards a sibling? Keep my commandments. Paul here is quoting Jesus when Jesus responds to one of the disciples in the 22nd chapter of Matthew verses 36 through 40 when the disciple asked, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replies, you you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Why on these two commandments hang all the law, hang all the law and the prophets. Keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. The Old Testament tells us in Leviticus, the 19th chapter and the 18th verse, love thy neighbor as thyself. Keep my commandments. God thought this to be so important that not only is it written in the law, Jesus reminds us of this in Matthew and Mark, and Paul reminds us of this in Romans, the second Romans. He also reminds us of this in Second Thessalonians, and he also reminds us in Ephesus, and when he's in Ephesians, keep my commandments, love thy neighbor as thyself. Keep my commandments. You should see in your electronic uh, uh, life's owner's manual, you should see in your, in your, in your, in your, your, your man, your paper, uh, uh, life's owner's manual, that those words in Matthew and Mark, where Jesus says to keep my commandments, to love thy neighbor as thyself, marked in red. And for those of you who don't know, when you see something in the New Testament marked by, marked by the color red, Jesus are words that Jesus spoke himself. He's saying the greatest commandment, I have to go back a bit, is to love thy Lord, thy God, with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. And the greatest second commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself. How many of us this morning, beloved, is willing to lend a hand to the widow? Keep my commandments. How many of us this morning, beloved, is willing to assist a child who is having trouble with reading or with math or has anger issues or is acting out? Keep my commandments. How many of us this morning, beloved, is willing to share baby clothes or toddler clothes with a single mother who is struggling with her young children? Who is struggling to put clothes on the back of her young children? Keep my commandments. How many of us this morning, beloved, is willing to help the person in front of you who may be standing in line in front of you at the grocery store, but for some reason finds himself, for some reason finds herself short and cannot pay their bill? Keep my commandments. How many of us this morning, beloved, is willing to lend a helping hand to someone in need? Keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. God wants someone here this morning. Uh, God, oh, thank you, Jesus. God wants someone here this morning. God Want someone here this morning who is looking for a blessing from God, who is looking for an answer to a prayer, and God is reminding you to keep my commandments, keep my commandments, keep my commandments. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Keep my commandments. Love thy neighbor as thy self. Keep 
my commandments. Amen. 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 Let us look to the Lord. Every head bowed and all eyes closed. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father God, we thank you for reminding us this morning to keep your commandments. We thank you this morning, Lord, for reminding us to love thy neighbor as thyself. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that all the law hangs on this. Keep thy commandments. Love thy neighbor as thyself.